welcome to Slash Report. I'm Prue, and I'm joined as ever by my partner in crime, MK. Hello. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, last night, Prue was out partying, and I was out partying, but she went to, like, a real party, and I went to staying up until... a roof party. A roof party. (laughs) I did not actually tell you the extent of the trash... Well, not trashiness, but just, like, the douche of this party. I went to a roof party. (laughs) I've been, yeah, they're fun, but it makes you feel like a little douchey. It's a little douchey and incredibly intoxicated. My friends called me and they were like, bring your PJs, Stargate Marathon. And I was like, God damn it, I'll be there. That's almost as sexy and fun as a roof party. Um, yeah, totally. Three girls in their PJs eating mac and cheese and watching Stargate. Yeah, I was trying to think of ways to like not let the roof catch on fire well that's that's a solid goal yeah yeah i woke up still drunk this morning guys (laughs) i woke up like four or five hours after i normally wake up because i i had to stay up late afterwards reading stargate fic because obviously yep what you do but so in case you're wondering why we're telling you all of this it's to let you know that this is going to be a very low energy Not just that, but it's going to be a little short, because we are recording and editing on the same day, which never happens. It's true. We usually avoid that by being responsible, but this week, no. Or by being like, see you next week instead. Yeah, no, but this time we were determined. Yeah, we're going to do this. It's just going to be a little sloppier than usual. That's fine. These bitches like it sloppy. Yeah, they do. That's right. Wet and sloppy. Wet and sloppy. (laughs) (laughs) I hate everything about us. Me too. Me too. I agree with you. Uh, but you know what I don't hate, MK? What? Uh, mobile fandom. That was a really nice segue. I know, right? Like, I'm so... I ruined it. That's okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Uh, yes. But this week's subject is mobile fandom, fandom on the go. What do you do to keep up to date with fandom? Or, like, how do you consume it when you're not sitting in front of your computer? And I'm sort of obsessed with this. Because I feel like growing up, and even now, there's this sort of ludicrous uh, stereotype that all people involved in fandom or who have fanish interests are basically, like, rooted to these massive computers in their parents' basements, right? Like, we're not supposed to go outside. and Like, we never see the light of day. We never do anything because we're always sitting at our computers, like, playing role-playing games or doing whatever. And that's just frankly not true. It's really not as evidenced by how tired we are. I'm so fucking tired. I'm so tired. Just drank a liter of water and I like, I still feel retroactively hydrated. I think we've told you guys before about the hive mind that Prue and I share. Oh, so bad. But I think definitely this morning we're sharing a hangover of like alcohol and Stargate. Yeah, I'm sorry about the alcohol part. You should be sorry about the Stargate part. I regret nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I guess, okay, so there's a bunch of stuff we can talk about, and obviously my main concern is always, like, getting my fanfic fix when I'm out somewhere, especially if I have to, like, be stuck on a subway for a long time or whatever, but if we're gonna go, like, super basic to start, I have an app on my phone called TV Forecast (laughs) for iPhone. Yes. Which literally, like, you put in the shows that you watch and where you live, and it's like, hey, there's a new episodes of episode of suits on in one hour you better get the fuck home which like i never do but it's good to know what i'm not watching (laughs) it's good to know when something is coming back or when you can expect it 
Yeah, and it'll, like, you know, if you click on the episode, it'll tell you a bit about that episode if it has any information, like episode summary or, like, you know, the cover art for the new season. <laughs> Just the kind of thing that I get really excited about and, like, no one else cares. That's, you know what, MK, we love you anyways for that. I'm I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty basic. Another thing that both MK and I use, um, and both of us adore it, is an app called uh, Manga Storm. Manga Storm is so good. Which is probably the best uh, manga reading app in the App Store, I believe. And it's free. Um, basically, it's a really, really user-friendly interface um, to read manga that's online. So, I mean, and various people may take issue with some of the sources. Like, not everyone is a big fan of Manga Fox, for example. But you cannot dispute that it's a really good resource if you just are on the go and you're parked in a bus somewhere and you want to read some manga. And it works really well over 3G as well as Wi-Fi, which is one of those things that you don't necessarily expect when it's such an image-heavy yeah. program. Which is a nice, like, segue. And both of these are for iPhone. I don't actually know if there's an Android version of Manga Storm. There absolutely is. It's not called Manga Storm. It's called something else. But um, Lee Jaka actually pointed it out to me because she uses Android. And she had this amazing manga app on her phone. We were all out for, like, Korean food one night. And she was Mm -hmm. like, I'm sorry, I'll put my phone down in, like, five minutes. I just have to finish this chapter. And we were like, what the fuck is going on? But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, her phone was like, P.S., new chapter of this manga you like? And she was like, I have to read it right now. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing because it's something that I think that most people didn't consider that you could do on your phone. And, like, this is... It, I actually never read manga on my computer anymore. I just read it on my phone. I just read it on my phone or I read it in book form if I own it. Or, yeah. like, if I've gone out and bought it. Like, those are the only... I, it just... It's... Sitting at your computer is not actually a very good way to read. Like, that is the reason why, like, I spend most of my life dropping my iPhone or my Kindle on my face <laughs> in bed. <laughs> like, yeah. My coworker actually got a Nexus 7. It came to the office and, like, I dropped everything. I was like, I don't care if anything is happening right now or something important happens. I'm going to go play with my coworker's Nexus 7 right now. As and you do. I, I picked it up and that thing is awesome. It feels great. Really liked it. And of course, like I was looking at it and my second thought was like, oh my God, this is like the perfect form factor. It's the perfect size. And I bet it's not going to hurt as much as my Android if I drop it. Uh, uh, it's not going to hurt as much as an iPad if I drop it on my face in bed. And I could tell immediately who were the tech nerds when three of them were like, oh yeah. <laughs> and everybody else is like, why would you drop it on your face? And I was like, look, if you don't already know. Then, I can't explain it to you. Yeah, you have to already be a part of that special circle. <laughs> that's uh, that's why I was very... It took me, like, four months to find a case for my iPad that I liked so that it would be a stand that worked really well in bed. And I could just, like, leave it there and fall asleep facing it, and it wouldn't be a big deal. Okay, so I just did a quick search, and it seems like manga what is an android manga reader and it has a pretty good star rating six thousand um people seem to be a big fan of it so nice and it also links through to manga fox manga reader manga stream bleach exile etc etc all of that other stuff yeah yeah excellent okay um okay so obviously i think it's pretty obvious by now that you and i both use kindle um i don't use mine anymore but you still do. Yeah, but you need a new one. I do need a new one. You I hate my Kindle right now. Waiting. Yes. I am. The only reason she hates it, guys, is because her Kindle is super old. 
And my Kindle is massive. It's huge. It's a Kindle DX. Um, at some point, I'm probably just going to give it away. <laughs> it's for the best. It totally works. It's It completely works fine. It's just huge. It doesn't actually fit into my purse that I carry every day, which kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, that's... That's kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Kindle, talk to me. Talk to us about Kindle, MK. Okay, so I use Chrome, the Google Chrome browser on my work computer and my home computer. Like any computer that I'm putting myself on, I'm like Chrome. And there's some amazing extensions for Chrome that let me get fic onto my Kindle or my iPhone or whatever so easily. I know that, okay, like obviously I prefer my stories to be on the archive of our own because it's the best, and you can just download, like, a, a Mobi file or an EPUB file or whatever. But obviously, I mean, there's a 3,000-plus line waiting for an invite, so not everyone has that option. Exactly. So, one of the reasons that I use Chrome, specifically, is because I have this extension in Chrome called Send to Kindle. And we're going to link to these on the Instead of Rex this week, guys. Yeah. But the Send to Kindle button... Like, literally, you can be looking at LiveJournal or Archive of Our Own or fanfiction.net or whatever dark corner of the internet that you happen to be on, and you press this button, and it'll preview what it's going to send to your Kindle, including images. You can, like, there's a bunch of options. And then you hit, like, send, and it sends it to your Kindle. You don't have to, like, download that shit and then, like, email it to yourself. It does it for you. And, like, just because not every website has a download as a Mobi file option, it's so convenient. And I love it. I just love it so much. Every time my Kindle connects to Wi-Fi, it just downloads, like, 800 pieces of fan fiction, and then I can read them on the sly at my desk at work. Yeah. Um, but this is a thing that MK and I occasionally have contretemps about, because you can read them on the sly at work, but I definitely can't get away with that. Like, um... <laughs> It just would not work in my office. So my options are limited, but not as limited as you would think. It turns out that I actually prefer my solution. Um, I know that a lot of people use Read It Later. Read It Later is very, I think, fandom unfriendly, because if it's behind an adult warning, it just will not. I, at least, I never had any success no, yeah, that was a huge problem. Yeah, forcing it to save anything. And read it later, in case you guys are wondering why you don't remember this, it's currently called Pocket. Yeah, I abandoned it before it turned into Pocket, because the developer basically stopped. You know, like, the pinboard guy was like, what can I do to make this more fanishly fr- friendly? Yeah. The guy who makes read it later or Pocket was like, fuck you. He just, and I mean, like, it's fair. It's probably a tiny sliver of the usability of that, uh, of that app, and it, it, he just doesn't give a shit, and that's entirely fair. Um... But uh, the app that does work, although the problem is you will have to pay money for it in the app store, is Instapaper. Um, On Instapaper, if you are logged in in whatever Fanish login you have, it will save your story. Now, part of the reason I'm a huge fan of Instapaper is that, oh, and you cannot use any of the Chrome the Chrome plugins for it. You actually just have to drag the Instapaper link onto your bookmark bar. And that seems to be the only way that it works. Um, And the reason that I'm such a huge fan is that I can Instapaper something and then access it on my phone as well as my desktop, which means that if you are fairly good about doing this, like I have a massive 
file of like hundreds of fanfics on Instapaper and I could just like sit there at my desk and when you go to Instapaper you have uh, several options. There's the link to the original place that the story is on the internet. There is a link that says text and there's a link that says archive. So if you are on Instapaper logged in and you hit the text button it basically throws up a plain white background text only file of your fanfic on the Instapaper server. Which is awesome. Which is great. So essentially, like, you could be reading the New York Times article that you wanted to read last week but forgot. And it's completely, it's very ninja. Like, no one will ever think twice about what you're reading if you have this set up. That's amazing. Yeah. So if you get really bored at work, or if you are very escapist at work the way that I am, where it's like, I should probably be doing something, but I'm going to... I'm going to read this fanfic for about 15 minutes. You just need a break sometimes. Like, sometimes I can't... God, I'll be, like, looking at a problem, and I can't fix it, and I just need to, like, put it in the background of my brain. And the best way for me to do that is, honestly, to, like, read some terrible fanfiction and just let that shit percolate. No, completely agree. Like, sometimes you just need to, like, you know, downshift for a little bit. Exactly. The other thing is, um, I know that we're both huge pinboard fans, but um, I use a bunch of pinboard extensions for Chrome, but the main one is called pinboard for Chrome. And so anytime I send myself something on my Kindle or whatever, I also just hit this pinboard button and I'm like, read later. And it makes a list of like unread things on my pinboard. And so once I've read something and I'm like, oh, that was really good. I can just like edit the bookmark and make it public. Or I can be like, delete. I never want to see that again. Exactly. The other thing that you can do on pinboard, and I think that this is an option for people if you do not feel like buying an Instapaper account, um, but it's way more high workload, is, I don't know if everyone has noticed, but on Pinboard, you can save notes, and they can be hugely long. So in theory, if you want, you can just copy-paste fanfic into the notes window and just read it on Pinboard during the day without ever having to, like, besmirch your work history or whatever. Yeah, which is amazing. This is turning into how to read fandom on the sly at the office. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think both of us do a lot of fanish stuff at work. Like, all of the original Slash Report art came off my work machine. <laughs> I have never done anything Slash Report related at work. I think my boss came over and she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, nice branding. Good job. Nice. Nice. I don't even know how to respond to that yet. My job is magical. It is. It is. She forgot like five minutes later. It's fine. It's good. You're very lucky. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's also, I guess, should we talk about Tumblr? Because there's no Tumblr apps for things that work, but there's Tumblr extensions. Yeah, you should talk about Tumblr since you actually know way more about it than me. (laughs) Okay. So obviously, no matter what platform you're running, if you're running like an iPhone, an iPad, Android, like, I don't know what you're running. There is no good Tumblr app. There's no good, no Tumblr, good app. app for Tumblr. Like, people have tried and just failed. There's nothing, okay? No. Just, I don't care. Like, you guys are going to be like, no, I have... No. It's no, not it good enough. <laughs> Whatever you have sucks. <laughs> so just give up. I know this isn't that mobile, but here are some Tumblr extensions that you can use on your laptop or desktop that will at least help. Yes. Uh, one of them is called XKit. Uh, X-K-I-T. Which... Is amazing. It's like 800 Tumblr plugins combined into one. Uh, So you can, like, reskin Tumblr. It has, like, the blacklist built in so that you can just, like, right-click a tag and be like, I never want to see that again. If it says that, just don't show me the post. Uh It does, like, you can just mouse over the reblog button and cue something with tags and, like, a commentary without leaving your dashboard. 
just like all sorts of things. It's great. Um, and there's also send to Tumblr, which I use sometimes to like post images from things. Right. It'll just, it'll keep like, okay, so it posts the image to your queue if you want it to your queue or if you want it to post right away or whatever. But it also will add a link at the bottom of the entry being like, this is where this is from. So it's just like, it does it automatically. Just so nice. Right. And I don't know. I guess that's really it for Tumblr. If you have XKit, you don't need all of those other ones. Although, I mean, I don't have XKit. The one thing that I do have installed is Tumblr Savior. Yeah, but there's like a Tumblr Savior feature built into XKit. No, no, no. I'm aware. Um, But in case, for some reason, if you don't decide to go with XKit and you want to do Tumblr Savior, it's also very, uh, it's also very, it's very, very useful because if you... Tumblr is impossible, and part of the reason I hate it is because there's almost no way to filter for content. And um, I spend a lot of time Tumblr savioring like certain words, like cats, uni, college, <laughs> parents. Uh, Personal. I think I've Tumblr saviored every single cast member of Teen Wolf and every spelling of Teen Wolf. And I think I Tumblr saviored like four variations of the word wolf. <laughs> And it still comes through. So, I mean, it's the, what can you do? <laughs> There's also a Chrome extension called Tumblr Hate. Which really? <laughs> is promising, but doesn't work as well as it should yet. In which you can hit, I hate this post. And that <laughs> specific post will never show up again, even if someone, like, reblogs it. Wow, that's, I'm gonna go look that up right now. <laughs> yeah, but it's still, like, it's experimental. It needs work. <laughs> There's also Missing E. Yeah, uh, the Hoyden and 20-something are big fans of Missing E. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like uh, X-Kit, but it's the more common. Like, I think more people use Missing E than use X-Kit, but I think that yeah, X-Kit Missing is e better. Builds in, right. Missing E builds in all the functionality that should already exist in Tumblr, but they refuse to put on. Like, it makes uh, reblogging very simple. Um, it... It just simple. It makes your life a lot better. But Tumblr actively hates missing E. So if you actually install it, what it will do is it will throw up a warning box every once in a while and be like, uh, you have missing E installed. It's terrible because you should just ignore that. Yeah, ignore them. Because if they wanted you to listen, the people who made Tumblr don't care. They're evil. <laughs> they haven't developed the site as well as they should considering the user base. So the reason that they're angry is because Missing E is doing the thing that they should be doing and showing you that they should be doing it. <laughs> it's like being like, hey, I cleaned your room and your mom's room. Like, I cleaned everyone's room. Well, I mean, part of the deal with Tumblr is that, I mean, it's, this is such a massive bandwidth suck. Like, so much more than almost any other huge social media site. Yeah. Just because it's all images. Well, except for those fools who post text. <laughs> no comment. I didn't say that. So I said it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listen, when people post, like, big blocks of text on Tumblr, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, that better not be fic, and it better not be, like, some kind of discussion, because, I like, no one cares. We're here for pictures. That's true. Tumblr is a deeply, deeply uh, horrible way of communicating with people. It's just impossible to track conversations and everything. And if anyone has, like, a Tumblr extension that actually makes it easier to follow that shit, that would be great, but I don't know what it is. XKit, by the way, has an option where you can be like, if this post is only text, never show it to me. Like, any post that is just text. (laughs) I don't use it because 
sometimes I want, like, if, if someone has, like, a question that they've posted and you get the answer, if it's, like, less than 300 words, I'm like, okay. But, okay. you know, it's an option. <laughs> I'm just really angry about when people post text on Tumblr. I'm sorry. I understand. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? Um, actually, the Kindle app for iPhone. It's pretty oh, solid. Okay. Yeah, that's true. It's not as good as, like, having a Kindle, but if you can't afford a Kindle, because, uh, you know, they're a little bit expensive, the Sun to Kindle app uh, in Chrome will send to the Kindle app on your iPhone, your Android, whatever. It basically works the same. You should get fan fiction on your phone. It's great. Yeah. I, it's weird. I don't know whether why I have this conception of it, but I feel like whenever someone is like, oh, just send it to your Kindle, and I was like, that feels so permanent, though. Like, I... Prefer I I realize that I prefer Instapaper because it's like I'm so uh, single use with fan fiction most of the time. Ah, see, whereas I go back to stuff like again and again, so I like being able like that's part of the reason that my pinboard is so super organized. Like I tag <laughs> the shit out of stuff. Like here are eight hundred tags. Do. I never do. It's because I don't actually. I don't. I very rarely. La. I very very rarely reread. So I don't actually want the permanence of having to curate, like, a Kindle thing. And I actually find Kindle irritating as fuck to organize. Unless you have Caliber. People really like Caliber. I almost never use it. I almost never use it because I don't use my Kindle anymore. But when I did, it was a very useful tool. Because the on-screen interface for Kindle is fucking awful. Like, let's yeah. all agree. No, it's terrible. It sucks ultra hard. Part of me um, wants a Kindle Fire but I worry that it would just be the same. Well, it's a touchscreen, isn't it? Yeah, but I have an iPad, so... Yeah, that's true. But, um, yeah, that, that on-screen interface is awful, which is why everyone likes Caliber, because I don't even know if it's a good program. I just think it's there. No, it's actually really good. If you want to, like, turn something into an ebook in whatever format you want, Caliber will do it. If you want to, like, organize shit on your Kindle, Caliber will do it. Yep. And it'll, like, just send stuff to your Kindle or whatever device you're using, your Nook, whatever. Caliber. It, it does your- shit. Well, I was going to talk about, like, putting fan vids on your phone. Oh, that's true. Fan vids and, like, TV apps and shit yeah. like that. So, I mean, lately the trend on all of the illegal downloading sites, which I would know nothing about, obviously, is right. to post stuff in MP4 format, which, if you look at an Apple device, is the default movie format, so that's great. You can just stick that in shit in iTunes and it'll be in your movies app. But let's say that you like something on YouTube and you want to send it to your phone. Right. You can download the FLV file from YouTube using, there's like a bunch of websites that do it. The one I usually use is called Keep It. Uh, Um, I use something very similar called Keep Vid. There you go. See, so just like Google, like get video from YouTube, it will come up. It's like a bookmarklet that downloads the MP4. Or the FLV, rather. Then, if you're running a Mac, there is an app that is no longer supported, but you can still get a copy called iSquint. (laughs) Yes. And iSquint will convert any kind of video into almost any other kind of video, specifically formatted for an iPhone or iPod or whatever. And it doesn't take very long. It's fast. It's free. It's great. The other option is Handbrake, mm-hmm. uh, which you can use for, like, ripping DVDs and stuff, or for just converting video to whatever format you want it to be. But Handbrake is, like, much more robust, whereas iSquint is, like, you want this on your phone, right? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing that I 
do a lot. This is not even for YouTube. It's, um, I end up just watching a lot of television on my mobile phone at this point. Yeah? Yeah. Like, I guess a lot of the networks have their own apps now, right? Well, it's not even that. Like, I'll just, uh, I will have acquired the episode somehow uh, through the magic of the internet. Right. And I'll save it, like you said, default mode MP4. I'll just sit there like, you know, you watch TV during lunch. That totally. is how I saw all of Mythbusters last season. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I would just be, like, sitting there at lunch, and everyone's like, what are you doing? I was like, shh. I'm watching science. Jamie and Adam are about to blow something up. Yeah, I watch a lot of Mythbusters at lunch at work. It's a great show for that. It's totally a great show, though. Don't watch the episode where they test the compression of old diving suits. Not while you're eating. Just a heads up. Oh, I've... I've and it's hilarious. You should totally watch it while, while you're eating. I was watching it, and at the time, my desk was just, like, open behind me. And so I'm, like, okay. eating spaghetti and watching this shit. And everyone from the lunchroom was, like, walking by behind me, and they were like, Dear God! <laughs> and I was like, it's science. It's amazing. It's hilariously gross. Yeah, it's super gross. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we recommend it. But, you know, there's also, like, I think I have a boxy box at home, which is, um, like a media server, but it also will just, like, let you stream TV off of local network sites. So, like, if I want to watch the most recent episode of The Mentalist, it'll pull it off of, uh, CTV and just play it on my TV for me wirelessly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll also, like, pull anything that's on any of my computers that are connected to the internet. Or, like, you can plug an external hard drive into it or a USB or whatever, and it'll play those. Right. Um, but there's an app for it where you can be like, this is a YouTube video I like. Send it to my boxy so I can watch it later. A plus. Just like solid. Super solid. Um, what else? I guess RSS feeds. A little bit. I mean, I so I actually have like four or five different RSS feed readers going at any given time. Um, I know that your favorite is Feedly. Yeah. I love I hate Feedly. I hate Feedly. You hate it? I hate it. Feedly is deeply user unfriendly for me. Wow. Uh, and the interface is really pretty, but it doesn't actually do anything that I want it to. Like, all I want out of Feedly is a nice, clean way to access my Google Reader account, and it just won't do it. It's like, it's very shiny, but not very utilitarian for me. See, uh, that's hilarious because, like, I can't use the actual Google Reader interface, because I find it, like, aggravating and useless, but Feedly, like, fixes all of my problems. I hate Feedly 1,000%. (laughs) Like, if I had paid money for that app, I would have, like, found the maker and hit him. (laughs) (laughs) But the one that I do use, let me get make sure I'm getting the spelling of this right. Feedler with two Ds. And Feedler is a great app. The the free version is great. Um, if you get the paid version, it will also send to Instapaper and do other shit as well. Um, I'm a big fan of it. It's nice and clean. It does everything you want it to. If you're a big fan of the Google Reader interface for um, for RSS feeds, you will like Feedler. So there's your, your two opposing opinions, guys. Because Prue yeah. likes it, and I hate it. hate it so much. But that really shows that like the way people interact with their RSS feeds is... Like, quite unusual, right? Like, very different between people. Yeah, but I think it also has to do with, like, you like things that are much more graphic. Well, it's not just that. I I find, like, how do I explain this? Whenever I go into Google Reader, it's okay. almost like someone just vomited my RSS feeds at my face. Okay. And, like, I can't... It's really difficult for me to find, like, here's feed A, like, this one site, 
I don't want to read any of it today. Right. Like, none of it. I can't, I don't know how to do that in Google Reader. Like, it doesn't make sense. It's just, like, overwhelming and terrifying. Whereas really? Like, Even though there's a giant button at the top that says, Mark, all is red? Because and you don't have to click on it to begin with? No, no, because I can't get it to show me, like, just one thing. It only shows me, like, all of my things. So if I hit Mark, all is red, it marks, like, all of my feeds is red. Oh, so you just don't know how to use Google Reader, okay? <laughs> no, like, I, I, in theory I could, but I think this is, like, with my neurological disorder. Like, the way I can't read bus schedules, I, like, can't read Google Reader. Okay. Like, it just, like, my brain shuts the fuck down. Okay. Whereas in Feedly, I'm like, oh, this, and there are exactly 23 items, and I'm just going to get rid of them. I hate, I hate it so much. It's, like, so fucking, you're, it's, like, Feedler is... Fiedler, sorry, Fiedler, you're beautiful and I love you. <laughs> Feedly is like the definition of an app that looks really good but has like crippled its own utility. Like, cannot stand it. Drives me bug nuts. Amazing. So crazy. I think it's two different ways of thinking, guys. And either you think like the MK way or you think the Prue way. Yeah. And both are equally valid. Just, you know. I think it also has to do, right, like, because, I mean, just in general in life, you uh, interact with the world much more through graphics. Yeah, totally. And you're more tech. Like, the way that you look at websites, like, okay, so even if you look at, um, even if you look at our different LJ pages, it's really obvious. Because yours is very narrow. The text thing is very narrow. Yeah. It's very popped out. And I like things as flat. Like, I don't actually like any other stuff. I just, like, would be happy with just text. Yeah, whereas I'm like, whoa, where are the colors? Yeah, so I think that a lot of that also has to do with your preference in terms of that sort of thing. Plus, most of my RSS feed is a literal, is like text RSS feed. I think the only RSS feed that I have that is image heavy is taste spotting. I would Everything say else is text. most of my RSS stuff is text, but um, I, if anything is wider than like 72 characters, I can't read it. Yeah. Like, if my brain just shuts down, I can't, I can't do it. I have to, like, heavily modify skins on the archive of our own. I actually got Yin. Yin built a skin and then helped me modify it for my, like, accessibility issues. No, I remember, because I remember we used to have, like, these long discussions about how you you were like, I hate this, I can't use this fucking archive. Yeah, it drove me crazy until Yin built me this skin, and I was like, oh, thank God, I can read online again. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, speaking of which, since I hate the archive of our own design with every fiber of my being. Well, who doesn't? Um, I, whoever designed it probably is fond of it. Um, but they didn't highly, recommended, to- highly recommended everyone download the readability extension. Oh, my God, yes. Because in case you've not run into it somehow, what readability does is if you are reading on the internet, and this is a mobile, but this is just in general as a recommendation. Um, if you're reading, uh, it will strip out everything on a website other than the box. Body text. So if you are on Archive of Our Own, essentially what this will do um, is it will show you the title of the website and the story, and it will take away everything else. No comments, no tags, like nothing. The layout will all go away. So it will, and you have some customization options for how it will show up, Um, but it will just be white, uh, white background, black text, or black background, white text, like whatever you set it to. And nothing else. Yeah, I assume that the way that Prue and I see this is very different, but we both use it for the same function, which is fix this, I can't read it. Yeah, basically. Oh my god, especially, okay, sometimes style equals mine is not an option. Yeah, and oftentimes. You, you're like on someone's journal, and it's like pale yellow text on a pale blue background, and you know that it's going to be bad fic, because why else would they have these color schemes? 
to hurt you, specifically to hurt you. And yet you decide to try and read it anyway. That's what yeah. readability is for, so that you can actually see visibly that this is a shit story. Oh, so mean. The meanest. So mean. That's why you like uh, me. <laughs> um, as for making LJ or Dream with posts, uh, I confess, MK and I actually talked about this, and we both were like, we have nothing, because <laughs> neither of us do that ever on the go. Well, not just that, but I, I don't know. I would. I don't want to say that this is like where fandom is going, because who even knows? But for me, I haven't made like an LJ or Dream with post aside from "Hey, the new Slash Report episode is out" since we started this podcast. Yeah, basically. Like I think I've made, and even yeah. then, it was like really basic. I mean, I the only thing I even have my live journal for anymore is to post fanfic uh, alerts. Not even to post fanfic. Just, just the to alert. Let people know that I posted fanfic, and I genuinely wish I didn't have to do that anymore, but not everyone has an AO3 account, and they don't necessarily have subscriptions or anything, so it is still a really important source of getting information for fandom, but, like, by no means do I... It's not my preferred one anymore. Yeah, the way that I use LJ and Dream With now is, like, so minimal compared to, like, three years ago. Yeah. Three years ago, it was my primary source, and now I'm like, "Mm, fuck you. I think that the thing is, is the primary reason that changed so significantly is because no one posts, well, not no one, a lot of people don't post fic there anymore. Well, to be fair, posting fic on LJ and Dreamwith has really become a problem because, God, if you post something really long, you have to split that out over so many parts. And nobody wants to have to send themselves, like, 12 parts of something. Like, the beauty of the archive is, like, I want the whole story. Yeah, Yeah. or to have to click through, like, eight different chapters. Actually, this is a complete diversion, but I need to ask the internet this, because I've genuinely always been confused about this, right? Like, in the days where you had nowhere to archive your fanfic except for LJ, and there were posting limitations, completely understandable, why you broke your story up over eight pages and if that is still the case like fine completely makes sense i get it if you have an archive of your own account um or your story is less than the posting limit on dream with or lj why are you breaking it over different pages right that drives me bonkers do that like i this is terrible but mk you and i are agreed in this right just don't read it we will not read stories that do that no, if I'm like, you have an archive of your own, like, why aren't you, why? If it's why? on LJ or Dreamwith, I'm like, no, I'm not reading this. Yeah, and a lot of times it's like, um, it's Big Bang entries. Yes! And I really want to read, I'm just like, I cannot be fucked. Like, seriously, why is this in eight pieces? Yeah, I just... Why? And I can't even, like, y- y'all can't even get mad at me about, like, calling people lazy, because I will, like, suck it up, and I will, like, put it somewhere more accessible, right? And I'm the laziest person, laziest writer in fandom, right? You could make a Google Doc, which everyone can have, and it's free. Yeah. You could make, like, oh, it's just a single I, HTML file. A lot of people do this. There are a lot of people now who, if you don't have access to an archive of your own account, and the story is super long, people will, like, post PDF links to Dropbox or whatever. Yes. And that's also great. Like, Love it. Yeah. Putting Caliber, make it a Mobi format for people who can download it. Exactly. Um, I wonder, but the thing I do wonder is, is it uh, motivated by people think that it will be easier for readers to leave feedback 
if they do it that way. That's a good question. Yeah, because once you leave the page, it becomes, uh, I think it's harder to remember to go back. See, that's why I really like my pinboard, like, read later thing. Because what I try to do is every once in a while I go and I see all the stuff that I've, like, gone through my read laters and saved as, like, yes, I really liked this. And I at least try to leave kudos based on, like, if it's, like, three stars, I'll leave a kudos. But if it's, like, five stars, I try to leave a real comment. Right. Because I have the link there and I can be like, yeah, these are, like, the last 12 things that I read and loved. Yeah. I have, like, a list. It's great. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like, especially with... I mean, like we said, people aren't really sitting in front of their computers consuming fandom anymore, right? Like, we don't really sit there and are like, okay, this is our time where we are reading fan fiction. I think the only time I actually sit in front of my computer anymore is when I am actively writing. Or podcasting. Or podcasting. Well, in theory, I was going to do this on my phone, but I decided that the sound quality was probably going to be terrible. Nice. Yeah, right. I don't know. I'm on my computer a lot, but that's because I'm, like, editing this, recording this, making video, playing Glitch, like, but I yeah, don't... Yeah, you're, like, that's when you're doing something, right? right? Like, you're I'm actually not... consuming fandom. I'm not reading fic at my laptop. Yeah, so that's just something that people who are writing fic should keep in mind when they're posting, because I think it genuinely makes a really big difference in whether or not your stuff gets the widespread readability that it deserves. Totally. Because yeah. there are definitely places that people post, and I'm like, no, that sounds really interesting, and I'm not, I'm just unwilling to click on it. Well, like what? Well, like Big Bang entries that are like 16 parts across LiveJournal. Like, I just won't yeah. read it. Yeah, that, it's just such an unfriendly format. And if you, even if you queue up the LJ pages themselves on, on your phone while you're traveling, that requires you to have an active internet connection. And yeah. a lot of LJ is not very mobile friendly. Which means that you end up, like, I spend a lot of time, like, stuck in the tube because London Transit sucks. So, <laughs> I watch. I will be, like, at the end of a chapter three of your story, and it's awesome. And I'm, like, right on a cliffhanger, and I'm going to be sitting there waiting for signaling errors for 15 minutes or 20 minutes. Not have internet access and not be able to get to the rest of your story. And I'll probably be angry and then forget to read the rest of it. Yeah. I yeah. will say, uh, there's yeah. another little, there's a website that I use sometimes called Squeebook. Okay, I've so, never heard of this. This is actually really cool. So someone made a thing, it's like a little, I don't know if it's JavaScript or what, but they made a little program that's just online that you can use, where you're like, I want to read this piece of fanfiction, but it's split across 16 parts on LiveJournal. Right. And you fill in, like, the title, the author, you can put in the cover art if you want, and then you can, like, just be like, here are all the links to each of the chapters of this story. And it will build you a Mobi file, an EPUB file, whatever, and let you download it. Oh, but this means you have to actually copy-paste. You have to type in the URLs or paste the URLs or whatever. But if you're like, I really want to read this and this is the bad situation, yeah, it works. Okay. We'll obviously link that as well because I think that could be very helpful. Yes. I've been compiling a list. <laughs> or I've been trying to. I think I only have some of it, but whatever. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I was thinking about is that the biggest fanish interaction that I have more than reading, like interactive stuff, is Twitter, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I use Echo Phone Pro, and I love it. Okay, I was wondering about that, because I use the Twitter, like, the official app, and I hate it. It's really not good, and the I use the Twitter official app on my Mac, and I hate it, and it crashes all the time. But Twitter bought my favorite app and basically mutilated it and yes. made it unusable. TweetDeck, right? Like, everyone out there who was like, yes, why? Unusable. 
totally unusable. It used to be the most customizable, most excellent Twitter client in the world, especially if you had multiple accounts going. Um, and I have like six accounts. I only have four, but uh, <laughs> completely unusable now. So I have the Twitter for Mac client on my computer and I hate it. So I actually don't have it on most of the time. And I end up just using Twitter on my phone. And I use Echophone Pro, and I love it to pieces. I used to use, when I had an Android um, phone, I used Seismic, S-E-E-S-M-I-C. Like, it's it's recognizable because it's a red app square with a raccoon face. Um, <laughs> and Seismic is great at handling multiple accounts. And it was probably, like, my favorite and most heavily trafficked app on my phone back when I had an Android and Echophone is still my most heavily trafficked app on my iPhone. That's amazing. Yeah. Which one, so you just use the the official client? Yeah. And it's literally the worst. It's just a piece of shit. Doesn't it crash all the time too? It doesn't crash, but it's really unuser friendly. Like they basically, they bought it and yeah. they made it ter- like terrible in every way. Things that used to be really easy are now really hard. Like switching profiles. I have to click like eight times to switch profiles. Yeah. And just, I hate it. I hate it so well, much. I think that um, I actually used Echophone Free for a while before I upgraded to Pro. Yeah. And Echophone Free is still really good. You have ads in it, that's about it. All right. Well, I'll think about it. I'm just so lazy right now. Always, you mean? Yeah, but I mean, specifically in terms of updating apps, I'm like ultra lazy about it right now. <sighs> I can't help myself. We should end this. We should. We have to end this. This is going... Mm. Yeah. Oh, but the one last thing I wanted to discuss. Okay. Uh, and this is for the podcast fiends out there. Uh, there are two podcast apps out in the wild that are both very good. Um, one is the Stitcher uh, mobile radio app, which is very good. And it also has live streams to actual radio stations. So if you're an NPR fiend, uh, it is your friend. And the other one that I actually really dig, and I almost never say this about anything that Apple makes specifically for the iPhone, like I hate all of the built-in programs that come with this phone. They're really terrible. I know, they suck so hard, is the Apple Podcasts app, which is really, really user-friendly, and I'm a huge fan of it. I didn't even know they had one. It's a really good app, actually. Like, um, it defaults to streaming, but you can download an episode really easily to take with you on the go if you don't have internet access and delete it just as easily. Mm. Oh. Um, and it's basically the entire iTunes podcast catalog, so it's it's just super easy to use. There's one thing that you can have on your iPhone that is amazing, but only if you already got it in the past. And if you didn't get it then, I'm going to tell you about it just to make you feel sad. Okay. Which is VLC used to be available on oh, that's right. iPhone yeah. and iPad. And if you got it when it was available, you have it forever. Yes. But they removed themselves from the store because of the terms of Apple's user agreement, which they've, like, super disagreed with, which I totally yes. respect. However, VLC on your, like, Apple device is the best way to play any video, like, any format. You can just stick AVs on there. You don't have to convert them. It's so nice. <laughs> if you don't have it, it, sucks to be you. Your life is terrible. Yep. So bad. You're going to have to convert shit, unlike VLC, where you just plug it in. Like a sucker. Suckers. Uh, but yeah, I think that's about it. And I'm sorry that we were so, like, loopy this episode. Yeah, we're just, like, really sleep-deprived and crazy today. It has been, it's been that, it's been that sort of week, right? We've just had, like, a number of days in a row 
It's been that kind of month. Yeah. Well, like, for me, it's just been, like, a week where I keep going. So I went, like, I keep going to, like, stripper movies and, like, (laughs) or stuff late into the night and, like, staggering home, like, four bottles of wine later. And it's catching up with me today. (laughs) I think I'm just getting your, like, psychic backlash. Yeah, that's very probably it. Tired all month and feeling hungover despite the fact that I don't drink. (laughs) Yep, it's me. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. You jerk. I will be sober starting Tuesday. That sounds like something an alcoholic would say. Shh, shh. It's fine. It's fine. It's going to be okay. Oh, God. I, can we hang up so that I can edit? Yes, we will. All okay. right, guys. Thanks for tuning in this week. Um, I hope some of those are fun or interesting tools. Um, as ever, please tweet us if you have your own suggestions, especially in areas we didn't necessarily cover. Um, Like we said, this is only stuff that we've actually had personal experience using so that we would actually be able to endorse it um, with a clear conscience. Yeah. So tweet us. If we find it's interesting, we will retweet it to the class. Um, And that's it for us this week. We'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.